0: The Kansas City Police Department now under a federal investigation. Some big political names fly in. And is the new look KCI ready for takeoff? Airport officials say it's 90% complete. And a new fix for the homeless. Why the city is now paying them 15 bucks an hour to pick up trash. Those stories and the rest of the week's news straight ahead. Week in Review is made possible through the generous support of AARP Kansas City, RSM,
1: Dave and Jamie Cummings, Bob and Marlise Gourley, the Courtney S. Turner Charitable Trust, John H. Mize and Bank of America N.A., co-trustees, and by viewers like you. Thank you. Hello
0: and him. i'm nick haynes your host and guide through the week's most impactful confusing and befuddling local news stories lifting up the hood and possibly the roof windows and doors off of our metro's top headlines are the kansas city calls eric wesson dave helling of your kansas city star and channel nine chief political analyst michael mahoney our town is back in the national spotlight this week as the justice department launches a federal probe into the kansas city missouri police department
2: Maybe it takes something forced to get it fixed. I do not think that this is the sort of thing that perhaps is astonishing
3: to us, and frankly, that in and of itself should be concerning.
0: The Washington Post, CNN, The New York Times all picking up this story. What are federal investigators looking for, Eric?
2: Well, discrimination. Uh, black, uh, police officers discriminated against for promotions, black police officers discriminated against while they're going through training. One of the interesting things that I found out about it, because I've been doing this study about it, is the retention of black police officers once they get out of the academy. And I think the star, uh, Glenn Rice, and the crew did a very good job of exposing it. But what I think most people in the black community wanted them to do was look at the police shootings look at a lot of other things that are going on in the police department
0: with that culture that is just growing amok but there have been groups calling for police accountability for years and years they've been on the streets protesting why now then Michael
1: well, it takes a little while to get the attention of the Justice Department, and, and, and you're right, and Eric is right, that the, the first calls for this, which happened after the George Floyd I- incidents and the demonstrations and, and troubles here in Kansas City, was for from the Urban League and Gwen Grant, some other civil rights le- leaders, let's have the DOJ come in and look at the policies and the practices of the Kansas City Police Department, including, uh, uh, in addition to, uh, to the hiring policies that apparently they're going to be... Uh, looking at. And so it's taken a while for this to get the attention of the DOJ. Now it's going to be there and it's going to take a while for the DOJ to conduct an an effective investigation. And so I don't think anybody should be waiting for a report from the Department of Justice about the Kansas City Police Department that uh, anytime soon. It's going to be months, maybe well over a year does this
0: change the search for the next police chief we're still under
1: interim leadership yes it does uh
3: uh, nick uh, for a couple of reasons first if you select someone from within the department which appears to be likely kansas city hasn't uh, picked a new chief from outside the department in decades then whoever you pick is going to be tainted by this allegation these credible allegations of racism and hiring promotion, and Eric didn't mention this, but hostile work environment is also part of the Justice Department's probe. And that's part of the story that Glenn and others wrote for the Star that once you're a, a, an African American in the department, you're subject to harassment and name calling. And that, of course, needs to be, uh, be explored as well. So if you pick someone from inside, you've picked someone from the existing culture, and the idea that somehow trust can be rebuilt. When you in essence just continue the practices that led us to this point is going to be difficult on the other hand we're writing about a, a bit about this if you pick someone from outside the department that person him or her comes to the police department under the cloud of a federal investigation from the department of justice and the potential of a consent decree that would outline specific hiring practices specific remedial steps the department might have to take. So either way, it's going to be much more difficult for the police board to pick a new chief.
2: But here's the million-dollar question. The board of police commissioners have said nothing.
3: Well, two of the four members of the police board who are appointed by the governor are serving on expired terms. Their terms actually expired a year ago. And the idea that they're heavily involved in the search for a new chief when they're, in essence, serving when they should not be should be of concern to every Kansas City, and we're writing on that
2: subject at the store. And today's and today's point about uh, the new police chief, I just I don't believe you can hire from within the ranks and change the culture because a lot of these people that are on that list to be hired. They haven't said anything about things that are going on, and these things have been going on. That culture is just so embedded. And in there. that sense,
0: then, what does a Department of Justice investigation, a probe, do to the culture of the Kansas City, Missouri Police Department? Does it really change it? I was I was struck by a Washington Post story, two mm-hmm. years now after the George Floyd shootings in Minneapolis, and they said basically it hadn't made much of a difference at all in the Minneapolis policing, even though there was also a Department of Justice investigation there too.
1: Yeah one would think it would make the the police department here a little more cautious with this underway and um as dave and eric have said the the clear impact that this is going to have on picking another chief which is probably also still a year away um mm-hmm. but i but i also suspect that uh, the SOP in the Kansas City Police Department won't change that much until it's forced to.
0: We've been hearing a lot more about the police department though in the Kansas City, in uh-huh. Kansas City, Kansas. We have the former KCK detective now making the headlines, involving raping women, corruption, protecting drug dealers. Cases for years could have been uh, tainted by this for decades, even. Yet, so why isn't there a, a federal? Department of Justice investigation going on in the KCK well, case. Well, there is,
3: obviously Roger Golubsky, uh, who is at the center of this scandal neck, of course, has been charged federally. So there's obviously FBI involvement in this case. Uh, we have for many, many months, years called for a federal probe in KCK similar to the one announced in kansas city missouri and for reasons that remain a little fuzzy the u.s attorney uh, on that side of the state line has never pursued that but there are obvious problems in the department Uh, the district attorney in wyandotte county mark dupree told us uh, this week that he wants to reopen every case that roger galupski touched uh, if necessary Uh, there are there is evidence of, of tainted cases so uh the
2: story is still being told in kck as well as kansas eric to mike's point don't be surprised if they try to hire a new chief before the end of november well because they're trying to fast track it right now okay okay
0: are you ready to fly (laughs) kansas city aviation officials say the new look kci is now 90 percent done they've been taking reporters around the region's biggest ongoing construction project this week
2: We wanted this to be the gateway to the city. It's amazing.
0: March third on your calendar. That's when they're insisting the new terminal will be open, including its 50 stores, restaurants, and bars. Mayor Lucas took to Twitter. You all remember all those news pieces about how this would be a disaster, never be complete on time. Dave Helling, are you willing to concede this is moving forward better than expected, or is it still too soon to be patting the city on the back for a job well done? No,
3: I mean I, everything we see suggests it will be ready. Uh, you know, the final uh, push of the uh, you know cash register button is not upon us yet we'll see if they came in under budget i think the mayor doth protest too much i don't there was enormous pro there were enormous problems with the selection of the general uh... contractor on this uh... project as we recall and there has been a bit of a controversy surrounding the uh... concessionaires who were hired and the and the program for that but by and large once they started construction maybe you guys agree or don't agree there hasn't been that much criticism of the project out there, and it has proceeded on time.
0: And c- contrary to what we might have heard in the past and rumors we've heard in the past, they're saying that every one of those shops and restaurants and eateries will all be open by that time, too. They won't be delayed. And I know the Kent City Call is going to have right. a space there where you'll be selling <laughs> chewing gum drinks and newspapers. Uh, in, in really the airport. Absolutely. That's <laughs> what they want in this. They don't want to go to all these fancy restaurants. That's what they're looking for. Right. Uh, so are you, is, is that... The your expectation that it is going to be open March 3rd?
2: It's, it seems like it's going to be smooth sailing. I think the things there, you know, some of the stores might begin from overseas has already been ordered, so it's scheduled to be here on time. So I think right now what we're doing is to build out with the uh, individual stores. Uh, doing the build out. I don't understand why Edgemore didn't do the build outs while they were in there, so now we have the cost of building out the stores, but right now from everything that I've heard, it should be smooth sailing and everybody should have everything they need WHAT WAS
0: KIND OF IMPRESSIVE LOOKING AT THAT VIDEO WAS YOU SAW ALL THE SIGNS THERE ALL THE GATES YOU SEE THEM ALL RIGHT UP THERE ALREADY WOW IT'S GETTING CLOSE I DON'T SEE THE SLIDE JAMES INTERNATIONAL (laughs) AIRPORT SIGN OUTSIDE THE TERMINAL YET THOUGH MICHAEL
1: PROBABLY WON'T EITHER (laughs) RIGHT RIGHT um, you, you know, I uh, have not had the opportunity to, uh, uh, to walk uh, around it, but I've heard good things from the people I've talked to that uh, have. And to Dave's point, the process uh, of selection and the procurement on the front end of this was very messy, okay, and, uh, and almost derailed the project at one point. But once they started, you know, hammering the nails and pouring the concrete, I think it's been pretty smooth.
2: There have been some comments Uh, about there not being a lot of national chain places out there. Uh, probably 85 percent of the total concessions are local vendors, and I want to remind people that in San Francisco they have the same model where they're using local vendors. And a lot of people, where there's not this chain there, there's not that chain there. I like the concept of using local vendors for that because people, when you go somewhere different, you want something different.
0: Well, actually, Dave Hels so, was looking they, for a Brooks Brothers dress shirt oh, and tie there. Yeah. That's what he was I, looking he for. Can I, get the, the,
3: the fashion plate here of uh, Week in Review. Um, I do think another thing that uh, uh, has accrued to Edgemore's favor in this entire endeavor, Nick, is as best we can determine, they have met their promises on inclusivity, at least in terms of contracting. Workforce participation may be a little bit... Uh, weaker but in terms of their promises to hey we will do this for the community and we will make sure of women participation and minority participation in the project those goals seem to have been met again we haven't gotten the final figures but it appears that way that was always going to be a stumbling block that if indeed halfway through they were far behind there would be protest work would be shut down that didn't happen so that accrues to their credit we will know for sure if they met those goals at the end of uh at the end of the construction process.
1: And, and back to the vendors for a, a second, I, I, I think um, the renovation out there is caught in a damned if you do or damned right. if you don't, right. because, because if it would have been all changed, a lot of people would have been uh, right. complaining justifiably, where are the locals? And now it is a, a lot of local Kansas City flavor out there and people are saying, where are the change? Folks,
0: we got plenty of change, all right? <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly.
0: Coming up next, empty no more. This 18-story downtown office tower was supposed to be the home of Waddell and Reed. That was until the Overland Park-based financial firm decided last year it didn't want it anymore, even though City Hall was throwing $35 million in incentives at them to move from Kansas to this spot just west of the Power and Light District. But can city leaders finally wipe the egg off their face this week? A new tenant HAS FINALLY BEEN FOUND FOR WHAT IS NOW THE MOST LUXURIOUS ABANDONED BUILDING IN KANSAS CITY <laughs> BLUE CROSS AND BLUE SHIELD IS MOVING IN ALONG WITH ITS 1400 EMPLOYEES WHO ARE NOW BUSY PACKING UP THEIR BELONGINGS SO AFTER ALL THIS DRAMA DAVE Helling, HAVE KANSAS CITY TAXPAYERS TAKEN A HIT OR HAS IT HAD NO IMPACT WHATSOEVER ON OUR well, WE DON'T I,
3: AT LEAST I DON'T KNOW THE DETAILS OF THE FINAL AGREEMENT ON THIS LEASE FOR THE BUILDING SO WE DON'T KNOW WHETHER THERE WILL BE CLAWBACKS FOR uh, for uh, the city, based on the employment situation at the building. Remember, some of it was based on having high. Uh, salaried employees from Waddell and Reed in that building. Some of the incentives, and one guesses that Blue Cross probably doesn't pay quite as well to its 1,400 workers as maybe Waddell and Reed. So we'll have to see. But the other thing to point out in this story, Nick, is now the Blue Cross building is empty. I mean, it isn't. Yeah, and they're know, right next to Union Station. Yes, a, a big there, space there. Yes, and so the idea that somehow the it's a net positive for Kansas City is an interesting concept because it will help that neighborhood and help downtown but creates a hole now next to Union Station that will have to be, one assumes, filled at some point.
0: That could be the home of the new downtown ballpark, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's an idea. There
1: you go. And, right. In, in seriousness, though, the fact that, uh, you know, yes, there is going to be a whole a, a big building down, uh, down by Union Station, the whole idea of office space in the 21st century, yeah. in the in the second decade, is going to be uh, something that every city is going to have to deal with and consider. In front because uh, the pandemic has changed the way we work and there are not going to be as many people eight to
0: five in offices anymore now when cities give away piles of cash to lure big companies you often hear why can't they find that kind of money to help people who really need it well mm-hmm. this week kansas city is throwing its money at the homeless as part of a new program called cleanup kc they're paying the homeless fifteen dollars an hour to pick up the trash I've slept in
1: parks. Um, I've been on
3: bus benches before. We have far too many uh, vacant positions in our public works department, and we know that we have individuals who need an opportunity for a job. To get back on my feet and have my own place
0: and, you know, drive a car again, and you know, normal things like I used to do now I know there are people at home watching this and saying they're getting paid more than I am every new program though has its supporters and its critics how is this new effort being viewed Eric
2: uh the jury's still out it's a good concept I think the city put three hundred thousand dollars in it I'm wondering which is how a long. tiny portion of it the budget yeah. really really a small portion of the budget uh, but what what's, what are we doing after that? And this is supposed to be a year-long pilot program. What happens next? Will this actually help people get on their feet? Or is the jury still out on it?
1: Well, yeah, you know, it's one of those things, however, you know, you need to crawl before you walk. Uh, and so uh, I think City Hall gets some props for that. Now, the program's not very extensive. It's a handful of workers at, the, at this point. But, uh, yeah, I mean, um, you know, there's a... There's a value to work uh, that just, you know, helps a lot of people in in many ways. Fifteen bucks, nobody's going to get rich on that. I I got it. But, you know, it's fifteen bucks they weren't
2: making beforehand. But shouldn't we be trying to get people in careers? And I don't know if I, is there a a market for a career of picking up trash, uh, cutting vacant lots? why aren 't we geared more toward getting people substantial sustainable careers agreed, but
1: it you know something is better than nothing again, I go back let 's crawl before we walk yeah. and the other
3: side of this quickly, Nick is the the public uh, upset with the trash in the streets and, right. and uncut uh, vacant lots and medians with weeds and trash is very high. I mean people are upset about it in Kansas City and so the other side of this equation is This at least addresses an important need in this community to be cleaner about what we do. And in that sense, it may be a success as well.
0: Last week, we asked why we've had zero visits in Kansas and Missouri this election year from President Joe Biden and former President Donald Trump. But that doesn't mean we aren't getting some big political names flying into town. This week, new Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin was here, and so was the man some say could be the next Republican nominee for president, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, both governors campaigning for Derek Schmidt, who's trying to. Seat Laura Kelly as Kansas governor. I am looking forward to the state of Kansas selecting Derek to Schmidt to be your next governor. governor. Michael Mahoney, what was the value for Derek Schmidt in bringing in governors DeSantis and Yuncan? Youngkin? Youngkin. Uh, one election
1: in 2021, 20, uh, uh, basically on a very interesting platform that really works in governor's races, and it was, parents, you're not getting your money's worth for, for your schools, and he, uh, that, that resonated uh, with Republican voters and voters in Virginia quite well, and people started looking, here's the pathway beyond Donald Trump. Uh, for the Republican Party.
0: How about for DeSantis? Then immigration has been his big push. We've been hearing a lot about. Does that also benefit Derek Schmidt? He, he will
1: not win the nomination to be the governor of Martha's Vineyard. Okay, <laughs> so uh, but but. but uh, the, De, the DeSantis trip was him, as I mentioned before, coming in to pick up political chits uh, among the, Rep- the Republican establishment around, uh, uh, around the country. So there's two very different campaigns, but they both speak to the importance that Republicans have in this race, and the Schmidt campaign is stepping up its attacks uh, on Governor Kelly um, this, this past week as well. In fact, they're, they're saying she's lying about things.
0: Derek schmidt has been trying to de-emphasize abortion in that campaign so is, does immigration help him more as an issue
3: it might i mean immigration is an issue in kansas and should be more than for example missouri that the latino population in kansas is actually quite high much higher in western kansas than it is mm-hmm. in our area so it has some resonance in a way that maybe it should not or does not in missouri But the interesting thing to me, Nick, is that Derek Schmidt, there was some new polling this week that shows Schmidt trailing Laura Kelly by two or three points, margin of error stuff, it's a toss-up race. That should be of some concern to Republicans since Kansas is such a Republican state and Jerry Moran is arguably a, a, a huge favorite in the Senate race and in other places. The idea that we're seven weeks out and that it's a dead heat between Laura Kelly and Derek Schmidt Suggests one reason why he's calling in Glenn Youngkin and getting more aggressive on TV and calling her a liar and other things because I think he realizes he really needs to uh, turn up the heat or his campaign would be in trouble. And it,
2: the, the independent person, it looks there like, go. there's there's the one that's pulling his vote. Yeah, the, I don't the, think
3: he's hurting. Well, first Laura of all, Kelly. he's got to worry about Dennis Pyle. Pyle well, had three percent of be. the vote, yeah. and if he if that all went to to Schmidt as we a, assumed it would, he would actually be ahead in the poll. that I saw, so that's a concern. And there there is also worry in both parties about the turnout of the abortion voters from August. Will they vote or will they not vote? If they do turn out, Laura Kelly's in pretty good shape. If they don't, if it's a, if a normal November election, it may be a, a better night for Republicans.
1: Just, just to flip that coin for for a second, from the uh, from the Democratic perspective on this, the fact that the incumbent governor is under 50% is always a trouble flag for that campaign. They believe that they, they're... She, she's in her 40s. She's, uh, she's okay from that. But she is not at 50%, and incumbents always feel a lot more comfortable if they're above the 50% uh, A lot more comfortable.
3: Independents tend to vote or, or or go to the challenger in the last few days of a campaign because they know Laura Kelly, right? and so right. they move, pick somebody else. But
2: I think the difference with this being, if you were a Democrat, is that that state voted overwhelmingly for Donald Trump, and for her to even be a front-runner of any sort, I think that speaks volumes of no, what her campaign fact, is doing and what what she's done. I, 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 I
1: agree. The fact of the matter at. is, it's a dead heat race. It's, uh, that lead is within the margin of error. Uh, on that. And it's the same thing in the Kansas Attorney General's race, where Chris Kobach has a very slim lead over Chris Mann. That's also in the margin. If
0: you believe the polls, and
3: they have been wrong. They were wrong on abortion, heavily wrong. I mean, that was a toss-up race in the days before, Nick, as you know, and the no vote won by 18 points. So the pollsters have some work to do, and we'll see if that Turns out to be the trend. But there
1: of these wasn't other a lot races. of polling done on, on the value. They were of still both. very wrong. Uh, yeah, very but, there was, wrong. but
0: there wasn't a, <laughs> yeah. a big. All righty. Now, when you put a program like this together every week, you can't get to every big story making the headlines. What was the big local story we missed? I know the Royals haven't been playing very well this year, but is that any reason to fire the guy in charge?
3: When you don't win enough games, change sometimes is is required.
0: IT WAS A WEEK FOR BREAKING HEAT RECORDS. EXPECT A HIGH OF 100 DEGREES TOMORROW. CITING HEALTH CONCERNS, A FEDERAL JUDGE RELEASES FORMER KCK POLICE DETECTIVE ROGER GOLUPSKY FROM DETENTION. HE'S BEEN ACCUSED OF RAPING BLACK WOMEN, COERCING WITNESSES AND PROTECTING DRUG DEALERS. KANSAS JUST STARTED SPORTS BETTING. NOW MISSOURI LAWMAKERS TRY TO SNEAK IT INTO THE SPECIAL SESSION UNDERWAY ON TAX CUTS. Overland Park votes to crack down on Airbnbs with fines and jail time for nuisance parties. It provides immediate relief to the neighborhoods about chaotic parties. The Park Hill School District now is so desperate for bus drivers, they're training and paying parents to get behind the wheel. One of kansas city's longest running traditions on the way this weekend and move over fancy restaurants one of kansas city's tiniest and unassuming eateries makes the new york times 50 favorite restaurants in america list and it's just a stone's throw from our studios here on 31st street kitty's cafe claims to serve the best tenderloin in town since 1951 And that was longer than the queen served on the throne. Um, Eric, did you pick one of those stories or something completely different?
2: I think the sports quote of the decade, maybe the century, was uh, Sherman saying that he wanted to, you know, he was talking about uh, Dayton Moore and he said... He always talks about championships. I just want to know what it's like to be a wild card team. <laughs> I think that you know Moore actually had two years longer because you figure he's had six losing seasons. I figured after four, they would probably be looking in another direction. So I thought about that. And interestingly enough, the detective over in Kansas, when the FBI came to arrest him, they said there was an ambulance with him. So it's, the question is, you know is he in that bad a health that even if they do convict him, how much longer does he have to be alive
0: when you talk about the Royals I was interested in that I we are not a sports show nobody turns to us to look at the latest on strikes and pitches but does it have broader implications for Kansas City Dave well I
3: think there is an understanding that you need a franchise that is at least competitive if you want to go to voters to talk about a new stadium and I think this may be the first of a rollout of initiatives that uh, head in that direction
1: What was the story we missed, Michael? Uh, Just to add on the Royals thing, I I think there are more changes uh, in the front office to come uh, as this season concludes. Uh, The sports betting story, the fact that there was a bill filed during the special session and there's also a bill to repeal the Missouri abortion law is window dressing at best. None of this is going to happen in the special session.
3: Dave, just briefly, uh, the, the Queen would have loved a Kitty's tenderloin sandwich. Let's let me throw that out there. And 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 the King is invited really? to come over and have one if he wants one. Uh, this week, the <laughs> U. the U.S. House passed a bill designed to clean up the way they count electoral votes uh, after the debacle in 2020 and the, and the January 6th uh, difficulties. Every Republican from Missouri and Kansas voted no in the House. Every Democrat voted yes.
0: And back on Kitties. Don't go there right now. Uh, yeah. This is a favorite spot for people here. It's just down the road. And you can't get in. There are lines out the door yeah. even before 9 o'clock <laughs> this morning. So people are coming in from all over the region looking for tender And they say and they, and they And <laughs> they ran out halfway through the day because so many people now want it. If you see somebody on a list that gets popular, that's not the time to go. And on that, we will say our week has been reviewed thanks to Channel 9's Michael Mahoney. And always on call. From the Kansas City call, Eric Wesson, and from the pages of your Kansas City star, Dave Helling. And I'm Nick Haynes from all of us here at Kansas City PBS. Be well, keep calm, and carry on.